Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the MLB Sunday leadoff waiver wire question and answer to everyone who is joining us live. And welcome to the Circling the Bases podcast for everyone who is listening to the show in that format. I am joined by my good friend slash enemy, Drew Silva, who just watched his favorite baseball team beat the snot out of another baseball team. Drew, how is it going? It's good, man. Yeah, as, as a Cardinals fan, usually when they take a trip through Pittsburgh or host the Pirates for three or four games, you're usually feeling pretty good at the end of that because, I mean, things were going in a, in a bad direction, I think, for the Cardinals heading into this series. Had dropped three or four to the Mets to begin this week's slate and then go out to PNC Park and win, what, 5-3 on Friday, 5-4 on Saturday, and then an 18-4 beat down on, on Sunday. And it could have been 18 to nothing, but they, they yes. brought in Yadier Molina to pitch the ninth inning and he was just kind of throwing batting practice. It turned into like a the kind of game you'd stumble upon, like a at, at some city park between a couple of friends, just you know trying to have a good time in the rain. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a great great weekend for the Cardinals, and they're kind of right back in the NL Central race, I suppose, with with yeah. some, some prospect call ups that we can get into. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. Somebody asked us a question. Let's start with a question about news of the Peacock game. Will Yachty get stretched out to take Matt's spot in the rotation? Unfortunately, we do have to talk about Steven Matz, who, you know, normally in an 18 to four game, you would think this would be happening to the other team. But Steven Matz only able to throw four pitches uh, diagnosed with, I believe they said shoulder soreness, shoulder tightness, excuse me. Yeah. So that could be a lot of things. Obviously, I would assume some imaging coming. Um, going to be a few days, but Drew, I think if you've got Steven Matz on your fantasy team, and I know a lot of people were streaming him for this game, come away pretty disappointed, but you got to start looking elsewhere for alternatives to Matz at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, I think this is certain to be an, an injured list situation. We don't really know anything yet, but when you hear shoulder, I always get it, get worried. And the yes. fact that he he tried to start the game and then it really, mm-hmm. That he had, he felt the tight the tightness during warmups apparently, and it didn't go away. It makes me think it's I don't know I don't want to say that it's serious yet because again we don't really have any knowledge to that sure. to that end. But no, I, w- I would think that he's at least going to miss one or two turns in the rotation, if not a lot more. And yeah, he not had the best start to the year, like ERA above six, but the the strikeout to walk ratio I think it was like forty eight to eight. Right in, in 39 innings, which is really good for Steven Matz. And sure, 
I, I liked that signing when the Cardinals added Mats. Like he's a kind of a pitch to contact guy pitching from the left side gives them kind of a different look. And with their great defense, I thought he would really excel. And, and maybe he would have if he would have stayed healthy all year. But now we've got it kind of got this roadblock and we'll, we'll see how long it is for him. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, we can talk about two-star pitchers for the upcoming week, too, as we roll along here on this show. Sure. I, I think there are some interesting options out there, like a lot of guys that are available and that have some pretty good matchups as we get into it. Absolutely. We'll say Angel Rondon, who gave up, came in for him, ended up pitching five innings, gave up one hit, struck out four and walked three, able to throw 86 pitches. I was surprised he was able to get that high of a pitch count. I think we were looking more in that 70, 75 range. You know, it's interesting now, Drew, just as a recent call-up, Matthew Liberator wasn't great in his MLB debut, but I think there were some flashes there. Yeah. Angel Rondon. But uh, do you think now with, with this, I think Matthew Liberator is now a part of that Cardinals rotation. Is he somebody that you're grabbing now? Yeah. I, I thought he looked a lot better than the line suggests. There was some kind of minor hiccups toward the end that, that got him into trouble, um, lost his command a bit towards the end, but, uh, yeah, I, I, he, they sent him back down after Saturday's game, but I, I would think that's the move that he's going to grab that open spot in the rotation. Once they put Matt's on the IEL, I think it makes a lot of sense. I, I think he's ready. He's spent enough time at the AAA level and done enough there. Is he like an elite starter long-term? I, I don't really think so, but he's got four pretty good pitches, and usually the command is okay, better than what we saw in his debut. Sure. And I, so I, I think, yeah, I mean, I, it depends on the matchup. He might be more borderline. It depends on how big your league is and what the other options are out there. I know that sounds like kind of a cop out, but I, I would say he's more of a, a streamer type um, with a little more upside than your average streamer. If, if right. that is a fair enough answer to the question. Yeah. I I think that's exactly what it is. And let me, yeah, let me see who who would he line up to face if he does take. He would face the Padres at home. The Padres have not hit the ball very well this year, outside of Manny Machado and Eric Hosmer, surprisingly. Yeah, um, I I wouldn't mind taking it taking a shot at that inside Bush Stadium, one of the more pitcher friendly parks in the majors. Sure, that's that's a, a matchup that I would stream, and you know the Padres are a good team, so I guess maybe he's more than a streamer in my eyes. I had to like figure that out on my on my own no, on the fly here no that's exactly why we these live shows are a lot of fun is because we yeah. kind of figure out the answer as we go a question from mike smith here that kind of leads into it as well thinking about adding david peterson what do you think about him short term and return on schedule i am not a huge david peterson fan i do kind of like the situation that he's in but to me he's more of a real life pitcher if he's streaming against a team like the Pirates or the Reds, and especially if he's streaming against like the Reds at home or something like that, because Great American Ballpark is not always a great place. I'm kind of out on David Peterson as a fantasy option, though. Would you agree with that, Drew? Yeah, I would agree with that. He's going to be kind of the Tyler McGill fill-in, I would suppose. Um, sure. Or I guess the, the Max Scherzer fill-in, too. They have two open spots. I guess Trevor Williams will be taking the other one. Yeah. I'm, I'm not super high on him. He's going to get the Giants, I think, on Monday. Mm. um at, at san francisco it's not like a terrible situation but Could be worse. I, I think there are better options out there and then if he stays on that track he would get the nationals next which is something at city field which is probably something i would be looking at but yeah i kind of i kind of agree with you he he's not a guy that i'm really targeting as, as a pickup or and i think he would be kind of down the rankings as far as streamers um on a week-to-week -week basis 
Absolutely. Yeah. There's just not enough swing and miss in that profile for me to trust him as a fantasy mm-hmm. option, even though I think the Yankees or excuse me, the Mets will give him a ton of chances. I hope DJ just didn't hear me call the Yankees, the Mets. <laughs> um, uh, there were a ton of call-ups this week, Drew, and by a ton, I mean like two or three, but they were big time call-ups and let's start with the biggest of them all. We'll get to your guy in a second, but Adley Rutschman gets the call-up on Saturday, gets to play in his first game, hits a triple in his uh, for his first major league hit. By the way, that's what Manny Machado and Matt Wieters did for in their first for their first hit. It's kind of an interesting juxtaposition between how those careers hand out or didn't. Matt Wieters was a good player, but he obviously didn't live up quite to the hype. But I'm a huge fan of Matt Wieters, and we got a or excuse me, I'm a huge fan of Adley Rushman. Man, I am just Freudian all over the place today. It's, it's Sunday. You're good. It really is Sunday. Uh, Tom <laughs> asks what to do. If Stevenson and Rutschman, mm. I go in Tyler Stevenson, and it's funny to say this because I'm I was all ready to just hyperbole all over Adley Rutschman, but Tyler Stevenson is a top five catcher for the rest of the season for me, and I'm not quite sure if Adley is that just yet. What would say you, Drew? I think it's pretty close, but I'm glad you said Stevenson because that would have been my answer too. I think he's established himself top five. Man, I'd have to redo my rank, but I had him. I had him seventh overall mm, coming into same. the year, um, and I think, yeah, I mean, he's if he's not top five, he's hovering right around there. Um, plays in a very hitter-friendly ballpark, in, you know, in Cincinnati. Um, one of the only guys on that on that active roster right now that you would consider um, having on a fantasy roster. Everything I've seen from Tyler Stevenson says this is like going to be a, a a really good long-term offensive catcher. You know, sure. at fa- fantasy baseball's shallowest position, Rutschman will get there and probably surpass him and one day be the number one overall fantasy catcher. I think he has that kind of upside. For sure. Um, I hate that that stat that uh, Matt Wieters also had a triple. Yeah. For his, it, I, I don't want any comparisons between Matt Wieters and Adley Rutschman. No. And, you know, Wieters had a plenty respectable career. Certainly. Um, but there have been a lot of top catching prospects that kind of wind up like a Wieters. Yeah, um, where they just you know they they stick around for a while, but the it, the the position is so demanding that it kind of robs them of the offensive upside that they showed right through the minor leagues and yeah. and Adley the offensive upside that Adley Rutschman had showed is just like so impressive. He doesn't mm-hmm. strike out. He draws walks. Just everything that you'd want from from a hitter. Uh, you just hope that the demands of the catcher position don't take too much away from that. I love when Rutschman. Um, when he first came out, I'm sure you saw the video. Alex yes. Fast shared it on Twitter. Where he, he like takes off his helmet and does like a full spin around Camden Yards. Yeah, like really taking it in, taking um, it in, man. Yeah, and you can tell this guy is ready to play. I mean, he's 24 years old. He's a bit older than you know a normal top prospect, but you know catchers need a little more seasoning than than most kind of prospects. Um, I, I think I love him long term. Yeah. Rest of the season, though, I I would not super confidently, but I would say I would I would take Stevenson in that case. But I love Rutschman. I'll just say this: Would it shock me at all if Adley Rutschman ended up being the best catcher in baseball for the rest of the season? Absolutely not. And that's not an insult to these guys like Salvador Perez, who's injured right now, or Will Smith, or JT Real Muto. It's just we haven't seen a catcher with this type of skill set in a long long time this is a special baseball player I also think what you were talking about too with his um you know the demands of catcher I think the Orioles are going to designate and hit this guy a lot and that's going to take some of the pressure off of his knees and also like 
let him concentrate on just being an offensive player when he's on the field sometimes too. And I think that's going to be big. Um, I will say this before I got into this industry, I went to a Norfolk tides game and I went to get Matt Wieters was signing autographs in a little booth stand. And I gave him his, the little piece of paper to sign. And I said, Hey, Joe Maurer with power. And he gave me a look like, oh, well, this is the day I die. This is a shame that this is going to be. <laughs> Matt Wieters really, really did not like being called uh, Joe, Joe Mauer. Joe Mauer <laughs> yeah, he did. He did not enjoy that comparison whatsoever. I went to a lot, a lot of Norfolk Tides games as a kid. So nice. Oh that a, man, it, yeah, that's a cool little minor league ballpark. I, I don't know if a, they've they've moved, but um, no, they're still in. I'm sure they're still in the same place. Uh, cool. Hot as all get out in those summer games and stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah. you know, you're a St. Louis guy. You're used to that stuff. And yeah. speaking of St. Louis guys, well, he is now anyway. Nolan Gorman also got the call up. And Nolan Gorman is off to a very nice start. Uh, didn't get the start on Saturday, but still got to play, unfortunately, a little bit due to injury, unfortunately. But tore the cover off the ball a couple of times in this Sunday game, Drew, and has looked apart after putting up monster minor league numbers. Like, yeah. just how excited are you for Nolan Gorman for the rest of the season? I mean, yeah, DJ and I talked about Gorman a ton on our Thursday show uh, for this same podcast. Subscribe to the Circling the Bases podcast. I kind of said I think he's going to do really well in this opening series because nice. yeah, there's a level jump with pitching talent from AAA to the major leagues. But when you're playing the Pirates, you know, you might actually see some worse pitchers than you did mm -hmm. see in the in the International League, in the Pacific Coast League. I'm worried. I think long term there's going to be a lot of swing and miss here. He doesn't draw a ton of walks. So I want to, like, temper expectations a bit. Sure. But, yeah, he was 5 for 10 over these first – three, two and a half games, whatever you want to call it. And and I, I think looked really competent at the plate, looked really confident at the plate. Mm -hmm. Everything that you'd want to see from a young guy in his first major league series. And I, I think he's going to play every day. I mean, I, I think he's going to be their everyday second baseman with Tommy Edmond at short. It's pretty clear that that's the Cardinals plan right now. We'll see what Paul DeYoung returns as maybe just like a bench bat and a platoon option and at certain positions around the infield and, and at DH. But yeah, Gorman, you can't ignore what he was doing at AAA Memphis. I'm, they could have called him up a couple weeks ago, really. But, yeah, hitting 308 with a, a 1044 OPS, 15 home runs through 34 games this season at AAA Memphis. He's still the professional baseball leader in home runs, like across yeah. all levels. Sure. Aaron Judge has 14, unless he hit one today that I haven't seen yet. Um, I know the Yankees have a doubleheader. But, yeah, I, I'm I'm really high on, on Gorman. I think there is some swing and miss there. I think he's going to be a guy that strikes out a ton, but that doesn't mm -hmm. make him unique among major league sluggers right now. Like, and you know, the, the extra base hits and the home runs that you are going to get sure. you know, counteract that. And I, I think he's what the Cardinals lineup needs. I mean, he had a, what a three hit day today. And I, it just makes that lineup so much deeper to not have Paul DeYoung in there, like a just kind of almost a sure out at this point. That's what right. he's been over the last two and a half years. Um, so I, I'm really excited. I, I think Juan Yepes showing that he's kind of the truth. I, I mean, I don't expect him to necessarily maintain this pace, but this Cardinals lineup is getting a lot deeper than it was at the beginning of the year, and hopefully they can kind of sort out some of their pitching issues. I, I think the pitching has been better than I expected overall. We'll see what happens with Steven Matt's injury. I want to play the name game with you just real quick. And so 
right now, Gorman is only eligible at third base, but you know, that eligibility at second base will be coming. I'm going to give you some second baseman and you're telling me who you're rostering between the two, Brendan Rogers and Roland Gorman. Gorman. Okay. Andre Jimenez. Don't make me explain that. (laughs) No, that's fine. Uh, Andre Jimenez or Nolan Gorman. Gorman. Luis Arias or Nolan Gorman. Arias. That's an interesting one. Tell tell me a quick why for Arias over uh, Gorman. Just a quick one. I mean, I think he's looked really good uh, since he he missed the first month of the season with that quad strain. I was high on him as like a, he wasn't really a sleeper necessarily coming into the year, but he wasn't getting as much love as he should have after what was a, a mini breakout sure. um, in 2021 for the Brewers, you know, a very hitter friendly home park there at American family field in Milwaukee. It's a lineup that kind of needs him more than the Cardinals necessarily need Gorman's production. So he's going to have a better lineup spot than Gorman um, offers a little bit of speed too, which helps. I think the, the power upside for this year, uh, for the rest of the way, combined with like the the runs scored in RBIs and a little bit of stolen base that you're going to get, and probably a better average. I, I would put. See, like I think Gorman is probably in the top ten of second baseman, but I think Arias would be one rung above him. And then one more, uh, Ryan McMahon or Nolan Gorman. Ooh, man, they're kind of similar, aren't they? Yep, they sure are. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Gorman just because I like the flashy upside. There you um, go. And but I, they kind of have similar no, profiles. I mean, I mean, yeah. Mc, McMahon, if, if McMahon was playing for the Cardinals or really yeah. any, any team that didn't call Coors Field home, sure. I think it would be an easier answer. Um, but I'm, I'm just going to take Gorman with the upside. That's totally fair. Interesting question here. A guy who made his debut, who didn't get a lot of, uh, and I hit the wrong question. Here we go. There is one call up that feels like it's gone unnoticed, but Graham Ashcraft got the note on short notice today and won a solid four and a third innings. Uh, Graham Ashcraft was a guy I ranked as a top five Cincinnati prospect, so I'm actually pretty high on him. Drew, you may not know a whole lot about the profile here, but um, he, he the person also goes on to ask, would you rank him ahead of Lodolo because the profile is less volatile? I'm not sure the profile is less volatile. I, I like Nick Lodolo still. Uh, my concern with Nick Lodolo is the same that I have with Reed Detmers in that they're both left-handed pitchers who are better real-life prospects than they are fantasy prospects. Like, you even saw in that no-hitter, Reed Detmers struck out all of two batters. Yeah, right. Start. <laughs> it was not exactly a dominant effort, which is what was kind of funny about the Noah Syndergaard comments that he was talking about it, like this was some 12-strikeout effort. But uh, we digress on that one. But I do think Ashcraft is an interesting option, but not somebody – you have to be desperate streaming option right now to really rely on any – Saint or excuse me, Cincinnati starter yeah, outside right. of Mally and outside of those guys. But um, well, is this question like long-term career or? Yeah, that's it. That's the other question too, Chad, is if you're in here, are you talking about long-term? Because long-term I am certainly going with Lodolo. Mm-hmm. Short-term because of Lodolo's injury, I, I might I might look at Ashcraft a little bit. If you're playing like in an NL only league or just really a deep league where you didn't have a lot of traffic for some reason and you're just desperate for starts, maybe considering, but those are guys that I am uh, probably avoiding. And Chad asks another interesting question here. Freddie Butch Peralto just I went did down not see with that. injury. I didn't see that either. Should I race to the player pool and stash small? So he's talking about Ethan Small, who has put up monster numbers in the minor league. Some of the best swing and miss 
uh, statistics that I have seen over the last couple of years. Had some real issues with command. Uh, maybe a guy I'm considering, Drew. Uh, I would honestly, Aaron Ashby would maybe be a little bit more interesting to me as a stash, just because yeah. I could see him being a guy who gets built back down. That make a little more sense to you? Yeah, I I love Ashby. If he's going to get a, a shot at like a permanent rotation spot or something to that, to that effect, um, he's got a ton of talent and I think has the better command that you can rely on for for. I'm trying to look up what, what happened with Freddie Peralta. I didn't see it at all. Yeah, I didn't see the injury either. That's um, hopefully nothing. Hopefully it's a short term thing because Freddie Peralta yeah. obviously is a guy that you probably invested a lot of fat or salary cap in or drafted very high so i know and i have some hope. some some props on him to uh be the major league strikeout leader I can't oh interesting him. no <laughs> can't afford to can, have him miss any time cannot afford to have him miss any time a question here from dj storm florida Ketel Marte worth keeping in or do i buy jonathan daza for this week i'm i'm playing Ketel Marte. i think he's yeah. been much better than the statistics suggested and has started to really pick things up however Jonathan Dawes is really interesting. Like he is a guy that put up some really interesting minor league numbers. And last I checked was hitting in the high three hundreds as well. Obviously that's not sustainable, but is Jonathan Dawes a guy that you're considering at all, Drew? Certainly not over Cattell Marte. He's no. had a really, really good May. I know the overall numbers still don't look good, but yeah, he um, really struggled in April. Yeah. Dawes is kind of a, a borderline guy for me. Yeah. He, he can offer a little bit of batting average and like a little bit of speed, but Mm, looks like shoulder for Peralta. Sorry, I'm, yeah, I'm distracted oof, no, by the comment. Okay. No, that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's... I, I mean, I, I would definitely, if it's Marte and Daza, I'm, I'm taking Marte with a bullet. Yeah, me too. I, I will say though that if you can pick up Daza as like your fourth or fifth outfielder, but it's something that I'm considering. Just wish he hit for a little more power, even playing in one of the friendliest confines you can play in, still not going to exactly help you in that category. Uh, question here from Lake 48. Garrett Whitlock, a drop. He's only reached five innings, pitched twice, drafted him for bullpen and holds, and that's not happening. Pick up Stram or Schreider. I can't I, drop Garrett Whitlock yet, Drew. Can you? I agree. No, yeah, and and I think it's it's kind of unfortunate that he's been bounced between yes. different roles. The Red Sox have kind of had to do that. I, I understand why they're doing it. Sure. Um, but I and and I know his last outing was was really rough. But he gave up five earned runs on over, over just three innings on ten hits. Uh, was that, I think, Saturday, I believe? Yeah, yeah, against Seattle, yeah. Yeah, and, and but I, I wouldn't overreact to that. He was pretty good in his previous start against a really good Astros offense. And and overall, the numbers, I mean, you'll take a 3-5 ERA. Um, I, I think he'll get better and better if they keep him in the rotation, which is something they've done throughout this month. And I would guess that that pitch count will climb as he's able to handle a larger workload and just don't allow 10 hits in three innings and you're going to work <laughs> a little bit longer. He's He's got the talent that I think you want to have him rostered and, and I wouldn't freak out over one bad start. No. And I would say this, if it you know, doesn't quite work out in the bulk or the rotation, yep. then he's going to pitch in a high leverage role in the relief and give you plenty of good rates. We know what he can do in the bullpen. It's frustrating to have these four inning starts. Uh, you know, they just they don't help you whatsoever in fantasy unless they're coming after an opener. How about between Strom and Schreiber? Are you considering either of those guys in a hold league? No, I mean, oh, in a uh, uh, yeah, nah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah, that meh, that Strom's kind of interesting. Yeah, he me, is. He's always been a little bit interesting. Yeah, mainly because, man, that guy has some good, good lettuce. Like, some mm -hmm. of the best lettuce, I think, in the sport right now. But 
a little too much volatility and, you know, a, a little bit of a health risk there too. If I'm going for hold guys, I think there's probably better options. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Speaking of options, let's go with uh, some two-start streamers, Drew. Oh, it's a big time of the year for this type of thing. Are there any arms that really uh, intrigue you for the upcoming week? Yeah, I mean, it's a loaded week for two-start guys. You, you it got sure the, is. The aces at the top, like Garrett Cole, Burns, Bueller, uh, Freed, McClanahan, Wheeler, Pablo Lopez, who's been tremendous this year, all, all with two starts. Mm -hmm. um, then you got Jose Barrios, Sonny Gray, uh, Sonny Gray facing the Tigers and Royals. He's he's rostered in most leagues, but that, that's intriguing. Luis Garcia has Cleveland and at the Mariners. Jordan Montgomery has Orioles at Rays. Alex Cobb, Mets, and then at the Reds. Um, those are all like definite starter, starters for this upcoming week. And then you get into Kyle Freeland, I think, is yep. interesting. Um, he's away from Coors Field for both of these, and the matchups are at the Pirates and at the Nationals. Uh, so I'd I'd feel really confident with a Kyle Freeland pickup. He he looked really good last time through against mm -hmm. the Giants. I think it was what eight strikeouts over six strong innings. Um, so I, I would definitely pick him up. He's available in a lot of leagues and and has a an ERA around three point eight away from Coors Field. Tyler Anderson, he's going to pitch at Washington and at Arizona. You look at these kind of matchups. Nick Pavetta who's, you know, been up and down throughout his career, but had a really good outing last time out. He has at the White Sox, maybe you don't start him in that one, but then he gets the Orioles uh, next time out. So I don't know if, if you're if you're in a league where you have to set your lineup today or tomorrow morning, that's kind of a tough call, but I, I might just go ahead and, and pitch Pavetta because he's looked good lately and he's going to get the Orioles for his second of, of those two starts. Tyler Malley has been dropped in some leagues. He's going to get the Cubs and Giants. This week, those are two pretty good matchups against light-hitting clubs. Um, and then you get a little more into shaky territory. Kyle Gibson at the Braves, at the Mets. I wouldn't do that. Uh, Cal Quantrill at the Astros, no. But then at the Tigers, some kind of more questionable. James Caprillion uh, at, the, at the Mariners and then hosting the Rangers. That's an interesting one. For sure. Um, he's looked decent at times uh, for that for that A's rotation that I guess is going to be without Frankie Montas for a bit. Um mm. Josiah Gray, I would normally say yes, but he's got the Dodgers, and then I think it's at the Rockies. Um, Either yeah. way, 
Yeah, the, the rest of this this list isn't very inspiring. Like Marco Gonzalez, but he's facing the, the Astros for one of those. Dane Dunning at the Angels at the A's. Uh, and then Steven Matz would have been, I guess, a two-start pitcher if, if he didn't get scratched. I guess he wouldn't have because it's Sunday. No. I don't know. They, cha- they changed around that rotation a little right. bit. So yeah. I, I think Dunning's actually a little bit of an interesting one just because he does get to pitch. Face some fairly beatable lineups. I, the Angels is a little bit of a tough one, but I could see him being a guy that I, I'd want for in for one and out for another. Caprillion, I really like. This Mariner lineup is just lost right now, and it is not one. I mean, they just called up Taylor Trammell to play right field today. Um, you know, it's just, to me, um, the, the Mariners are becoming more of a streaming option Against, for these next yeah. few. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's just becoming one of those situations, unfortunately. Looking at uh, – Chad asked another question, and we like Chad, so let's go. Last one, I desperately need average rank on level of safe. They are Daza, Iglesias, Larnick, Willie Castro, Paradis. Do you like any of those guys? Well, we talked about them. Yeah, Isaac Paredes has – looked really good I mean, he doesn't get enough playing time for the Rays. maybe that'll change because he had a nice week uh, sure it's just it, it can be frustrating to roster one of those Rays players that is part of a platoon and the Rays do that well um, but it doesn't necessarily work out for a ton of fantasy value i guess daza i mean circling back around trevor larnick yeah. he actually kind of is you know a, a guy that can give you some I don't know. We talked about him when uh, Alex Kirilov went on the injured list for a little bit earlier this season with, what was it, more knee trouble. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you think Larnick is is a guy? Yeah, I don't He's kind of, yeah. Yeah, not for the average category anyway. He'd be more somebody, you know, I think the power actually plays ahead of the hit based on, not necessarily based on the stats we've seen at the highest level, but I do think he is more, Power over hit. Daza would be that. But Paradez, too, is, is interesting. This was a guy who was a top 100 prospect who just didn't get the shot in Detroit. And yeah. I think we have seen, with all due respect to the Tigers, that the Tampa Bay player development system is a lot better than the Detroit player development system. That's a hot take. System. That's a hot they, take on yeah, thank, thank you, sir. Yeah, I think both of those guys are would be the two that I would – Iglesias is, you know what he's going to get. It's just such an empty average that I can't recommend him. Even playing in such friendly confines, man. Like, he's not going to help you anywhere else but the average category. If you could maybe get his defense a little bit, that would be kind of nice. But uh, that's not how fantasy baseball works, is it? Yeah, so I I guess Daza and and Perez, I don't know. One One of those two. Sure, to depend on what your infield or outfield situation. If you if you yeah. have uh, feel more confident in your outfield, go with uh, Paredes. If you feel more confident, go with your infield. Let's talk about prospects again, Drew, because my top ten list is going to be all kinds of screwed up now because of all of the call ups that we yeah, had. Yeah, I want to hear what it is. Give us a coming on. Here. I think that number one on this list is going to be a guy who has actually really struggled this season, but it's O'Neill Cruz. Got off to a horrible start. But you take a look at the talent. You saw what he did in spring training, and I know spring training. But you also saw what he did in a very small sample size with the Pirates last year. You've seen the minor league numbers that he's put up, and you see the skill set. Is O'Neill Cruz somebody you're considering rostering right now, Drew? Yeah, I, I think he's he, – he. so he got off to a really slow start at AAA mm-hmm. Indianapolis this season, as you referenced. Um, but over his last 12 games – let me look at the batting line. He's, he's really turned it around. Yeah. 
And there was that day, was it last weekend where he, he hit a ball at 120 something miles an hour. Mm, and then yeah. like a, there was another one that he hit at, I think 118 miles an hour. So he's finding it, whatever was, I, maybe he was frustrated that he didn't make the pirates opening day roster. I think a lot of people were um, sure. So I, I, I like just a couple of weeks ago, he was batting like 150 with a, 300 OPS at the AAA level, but he's got an 812 OPS over his last 13 games. Um, has connected for a couple of homers, and and there's some steals in there too. So I, sure. I think he he's pushing toward arriving in Pittsburgh. They need like, I mean, I, I, they need some kind of excitement for th- that fan base that I think has just largely turned on the team. And it, it's time. I mean, I, I I think with the Cardinals calling up Gorman with Adley Rutschman joining the Orioles, I think there's sure. pressure on on the Pirates and with Cruz showing enough and, and what he has over the last couple of weeks, I, I think it happens. And yeah, as soon as he gets called up, he's going to be someone that I'm trying to roster wherever I can uh, because of what he's done in the past from, you know, he can really be like a five category guy, not a ton sure. of speed, but he could be eventually like a 20, a 20 steel guy, um, a 25 steel guy even. And, and I think like a 25 homer guy too, Right. With, with with some batting average and and that that exit velocity that it, that he has flashed at times in the upper minors. I so yeah, if if you're going to pick him up or I mean if the if the Pirates are going to call him up this week, sure. I want I want him on my roster here on Sunday. Absolutely. And I would imagine that it's sometime before around the start of June if not yeah. sooner that O'Neill Cruz is up. There's which, just which we're getting yeah. close to. Yeah. We are getting very close to and you know we no longer have to really worry about the service time manipulation, which obviously had something to do with the reason that O'Neill Cruz started in the minors. The guy who I actually had number two last week was C.J. Abrams, who was sent down. But actually, Drew, I think my number two this week now, and he would be number one if I absolutely knew he was getting a call up. Are you still hanging on to Royce Lewis? I mean, I think it's crazy that the twins sent him down. I, I know sucks. they want him to play every day. Yeah. But he looked so good in, in the short yep. sample size that he was up. And I, I figure you could find a way, a place to play him. He can play multiple positions. I mean, he's he sure can. A, a super athletic guy. Yeah. I'm keeping him. It's a, you know, it, it's all relative to what, what your league looks like like and, and how big your rosters are. But um, what he showed in that small sample makes me think that he's going to be back up soon i mean they had to kind of send him down because carlos correa came off the il right but i i don't know i mean i guess you could speak to it better than i can but what i saw was was awesome and looks like a guy who's ready for major league action and hopefully we'll get another extended shot here soon yeah i think so too i would be looking out to see if If he's playing a different position down there playing it to a different position especially third base because you know, I, I would like to yell at some people online about this, but I can't. Jose Hernandez has been in an abject failure. 123, 167, 228 has not looked ready for the major leagues or all. I still think Jose Miranda can develop into a starting player someday, but he was the definition of a guy who took advantage of the worst AAA pitching situation that has ever existed. <laughs> he should have hit 340. If you were a decent prospect last year, you should have put up monster numbers in AAA. I think Royce Lewis would be absolutely fine at third base. I think he'd be fine at second base. I think he'd be fine in center field. Like he's oh, yeah. that type of athlete. I, I pulled up his. About... Uh, sorry, I, I keep interrupting you, but no, that's okay. I, I pulled up his minor league game log, and he played third base on Friday, nice, and left field on Saturday. So they're interesting. They're trying it. 
yeah, he had that, he had only played shortstop there. Um, you know, maybe a little bit at DH uh, right. down at AAA or up at or over at AAA St. Paul, right? Yeah, to, to begin the year. So that that means that you know they're thinking about bringing him back up pretty soon to, to either cover third base for Miranda or, or left field. Um, they've they've kind of rotated a lot of different players between their corner outfield spots, largely due to injury. How about C.J. Abrams, Drew? Is he somebody that you're still rostering right now? Uh, no, I think it was. I mean, he had that really nice spring, and it was exciting when he made the opening day roster. And he's got a ton of talent, but I think there's clearly some more minor league seasoning to do there. And I think it'll probably be be a while before we see him again, unless injuries force the Padres' hand. Uh, to, to call him back up. He wasn't called back up or anything, was he? No, but I was, yeah. no, he, I will say this. I was encouraged by the fact that he was driving the baseball immediately after being sent down, hit yeah. three home runs in his first two games. I'm considering it. It would depend on how deep my league is and how deep my bench is. But if I'm playing in a 12 team league and I get five bench spots, I might still be holding on to CJ Abrams just because of that potential for the average in the speed. Like, we didn't get a chance to see him run as much, but this is an 80 grade on the 2080 scale runner. So, and yeah, the fact that yeah. I think that he has a chance to be infield outfield eligibles at some point, too. I, I still like that skill set an awful lot, but it would absolutely depend on the format because there is zero guarantee that he's getting a call up anytime soon. Yeah. And yeah, that's that would be my concern. I think it's going right. to be a while. I, I think Fernando Tatis Jr. probably beats him back to the Padres active roster. You know, I, I think they're going to want him to play a lot down in the upper minors because he didn't sure. really play a ton in, in the upper minors. And no, nope. um, he had never played a triple A game until the, that demotion. And, yeah. um, you know, that's the thing about the Padres is they are as aggressive as anybody with call ups. But, you know, it doesn't work out. They kind of see that it's not that big a deal. If you have to send a guy down to the minor leagues for some seasoning, they've obviously, it worked out pretty well with that Fernando Tatis Jr. Guy, by the way, I would probably roster Fernando Tatis Jr. Right now. I think it's a really good idea to maybe have him on your fantasy roster at this point. This is, this um, is controversial. dude. Close the show. Yeah. <laughs> that actually is a pretty good way for us to end this show by me telling you to roster Fernando Tatis Jr. Drew, hey. thank you. Go ahead. Yeah, by the, by the way, I need to come on your podcast. Your Wednesday, it's Wednesday nights, right? Wednesday nights, yes, sir. And I think we should do another food thing. And we had joked about doing a, a hot one style yeah. episode. And I actually yeah. looked up how much it would cost to get the hot one sauces for the current season. It's way overpriced. It's like, oh. you know, no offense to those guys. Like they probably make a ton of money off it, but it's like sure. $160 for the 10 sauces. What? Well, you get like the nice packaging and whatever. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's a, it's a cute little package, but I think we should just get ten comparable sauces. You I know, think that, I think that'd be a lot of fun. We I should get would... we should get the bomb because that's the yeah. one that, that people struggle with the most. But then yes. we can we can get nine other sauces that have the same whatever that scale is that's just largely made up anyway. We may need to have Colin as a backup just in case one of us can't talk for a while though, because <laughs> I could see that turning into a bit of a debacle. By the way, I do want to promote on Wednesday, we're going to have a 10:30 a.m. show because we are have a very special guest. John Morosi is going to join us and we are that's going awesome. to talk about a lot of fun things baseball, hockey. And on two 
Uh, we oh, I you better believe the first thing I'm asking asking him is the fourth pick, like who the Kraken should be taking. <laughs> that is absolutely the first question. I have it locked and loaded. I've read about 75 mock drafts through. I am super excited to see how this goes. But yeah, and then on Tuesday I'm going to be doing a chat with uh, Forrest from Layton Sports Cards, and we're going to talk about baseball breaks because a lot of you have been asking me questions about how the heck this stuff works. And to be completely honest, I'm tired of answering. So Drew is going to, or excuse me, Forrest is going to do a much better job of answering those questions. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you came join us live or if you've listened over podcast format, we really appreciate it. Stay tuned tomorrow for Drew and Janice Scurio as they're going to update their power rankings. If you're listening to the podcast, the Mariners, I assume are three or four, but I'll let them not, uh, I'm not going to, spoil anything for them but uh you know just get it ready right now you can follow me at crawford underscore milb you can follow drew silv at drew silv if you liked what you heard please rate the show five stars and make sure you hit that subscribe button so until next time stay tuned for more good stuff and we'll see you guys soon the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.